0: Um, So one of the things that I was wondering is since I I listen to your podcast on, you know, the New York City subway, and I see at least twice a day something, you know, some horrible child abuse or some horrible, uh, just general horribleness, and I start thinking, okay, that's one more person that we can't save. So I was wondering... How do you avoid becoming a a total misanthrope once you've sort of woken up to all of the the shit that goes on and the fact that it is shit? It would seem to me that, you know, I guess wanting to save humanity but not wanting to look at individual humans too much would just seem to me to be a little bit intellectually dishonest. So how do you reconcile that?
1: Well, I mean, that's an excellent question. We just talked about that today. The first problem is that you're leaving your house, and uh, <laughs> and and doing anything other than uh, being on the free domain radio board. So, uh, <laughs> look, I mean, and and there's some truth in that, but uh, this is this is a significant challenge, which is that we want to save the world, and let's let's you know put all pretensions of 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 rank humility and self-abasement aside. We to, we want to save the world. And we dislike most of the people in it. And that is, uh, that is a challenge, right? We are, um, uh, the, 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 what I do, the, the way that it works for me is, is something like this. Like I think it, there's some real value in living your life and making your decisions from your deathbed back, right? So that's just one of the things that I do when I'm sort of trying to prioritize my time or my energies or my life is to say, you know, on my deathbed, am I going to be really happy that I did this? Am I going to be, be satisfied that I did this and so on, right? And that helps me to to sort of really focus my time and my energy so that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm happy with what I did and how I spent my time. That's one thing that you can do to uh, to really help uh, that so and 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 the way that translates into what we're doing here is I think of this completely beautiful world a hundred years from now. Let's just say it could be more, could be less, probably more. But let's just say a century from now, there's this beautiful world. There's this beautiful world where mm-hmm. There is no government and people don't believe in these sick fantasies of religion and they don't terrorize their children with stories of hell and bleeding saints and duty and don't masturbate and all this sort of unhealthy, sickening, self-conscious, you're constantly being watched crap where uh, people are brought up in schools, children are brought up in schools where their minds are stimulated and they look up, they wake up looking forward to going to school and they have a great time when they're there and they can graduate when they're 14 years old with all the skills that we might even have right now at the end of university and they can start on their lives and they get an extra decade of life because they don't get it pissed away in the gulags and stupid school systems and they they raise their children with with joy and pleasure, and there's there's enough money that they only have to work two days a week. And if one parent wants to stay home, or well, they can save enough money for both parents to stay home and enjoy the babies and the children for the first five or seven years until they go to school, they can homeschool and perfectly afford it. There's a there's there's a, no need to commute. I mean, all of the things that can be possible. There's no war. There's no national debt. There aren't economic catastrophes at every corner where the dollar goes up and then the the Dow goes down and, and manufacturing dips and then it spikes because the government isn't managing the money supply. And people have a control and a certainty in their own environment and they love the world and they love their life. And those people who to us would seem like gods is the natural state of humanity. That is the natural state of humanity to live in peace and joy and plenty and benevolence. And yes, there will be sociopaths born into that society in the same way that we have Siamese twins in our society, but they will figure in almost everybody's lives, not at all. And DROs will move into hell. People have these choices. They have these options. They can travel. They don't need passports. They, you don't have to apply to move from one place to another. You can, uh, you can uh, live your life in peace and plenty. Those are the people that I love. Those are the people I love. And God, I hope they're listening in 100 years to this because we're doing it all for you, baby. So send your donations back in time too because by then we will have time travel. So uh, I want to sort of, those are the sort of shining, beautiful uh, souls that we are working to give Entrance to the world, too, right? We are working to give a world that can support and and nourish that kind of beauty and that kind of human potential and possibility where children the four are recognized for the beautiful geniuses that they are, and there is an uh, an explosion of art and science and culture and and commerce that that would imagine uh, we, we couldn't imagine uh, the progress that is made in a year is what we consider lucky to make in a lifetime. And that world, that world, that world is what I'm looking back from in my heart of hearts. I'm living in that world, and I'm looking back and saying, now that I'm there, because this is what I live with Christina, this is my life with my wife, right? That world, I'm looking back and saying, well, how the fuck do we get there? And once you're there, you can look back and see how you can get there, and loving that world of the future, and loving those amazing, gorgeous, godlike, saintlike hagiographically intense people in the future is something that is where my passion goes because yes absolutely when you're in a society of lepers you have to love who the society could be in the absence of leprosy that is a little bit of looking into the future and projecting but you have to have that vision so that you have the strength to go out and work your best to heal the lepers every day so uh, i would say just you know fall in love with the future that that we are creating for the world through this conversation and i you know All accusations of grandiosity can land on me because I am not going to spend my life, my precious coinage on anything less than the most magnificent goal that I can imagine and I can come up with because that's how I want to spend my short time on this planet is having mad, grand, enormous goals of creating a utopian, perfect, wonderful planet full of of joyous, happy, brilliant people uh, who, who laugh all day long and sing in the shower uh, with more tune than I do. So that is the world that I love, and that is the world that I am absolutely going to die building the bridge towards, and then whoever comes after, and all of us will will pass that along. That's how I avoid uh, the distaste and hatred of the present, that there is an enormous amount of, there are an enormous uh, cavalcades of broken people in the world at the moment, and they are so broken that they attack a healing hand, and we have to try and treat lepers who are biting us And uh, we got to keep moving and look and and picture that perfect gap commercial world of the future with no leprosy. And that's what we love. And that's what we're building the shining bridge towards, if that helps at all.